1: the so-called wet pubs won't be opening today as uh, they hoped, but pubs can open if uh, they're selling food. Gastro pubs or restaurants, uh, of course, can open and sell food as normal and alcohol for that matter. But there is, but there is a, a change uh, to the conditions on that from today.
2: First of all, in terms of restaurants, you're correct. that The closing time will be 11. Uh, we are anxious. There are some people planning for extensions and so on. I've had exemptions to go later. Look, the purpose here is to, to keep the virus low and the prevalence of the virus low. That is the entire motivation behind and purpose of these set of decisions that the government took today on advice from NEFIT. And the advice was un- unanimous from NEFIT and was strong from NEFIT uh, in relation to all of these issues. In relation to the outdoors, which would be disappointing um, for, for many, uh, the the issue there, and, and I'll ask the CMO if he wants to elaborate on this, is the going to and coming from, the manner in which people do that. Also, it increases the possibility of congregation, you're know, congregating outside venues, after venues, beforehand. Uh, it mixes family and households.
1: Okay, and they're the kind of things uh, that they're trying to stop. But as as we heard, uh, restaurants have to have uh, the premises cleared by uh, 11 o'clock from tonight. Let's talk about this with Mark McGowan, president of uh, the Restaurants Association of Ireland. Good morning to you, Mark, and uh, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree that Taoiseach Mianhall Martin has a a point. uh, There's not many people who would want to be eating after that time of night.
0: First of all, Michael, I think it's very unfortunate that this curfew is being imposed on Irish restaurants. And um, as uh, Colette had said beforehand, and I read the letter that uh, Ronan Glynn had sent through to Minister Donnelly, uh, there's very little evidence to suggest that there's been any clusters or outbreaks in bars or restaurants in the country. And I think that we have a proven track record to date in hotels, in gastro pubs, and in restaurants that there's been no outbreaks and there's been no spread of the virus because we've been very diligent in how we've handled the guidelines that have been given to us and we followed through um, with everything that, that we've had to do. So it is very important. I think that the measure is, um, it's the, the, if you're to look through the document as well, I, I think that uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit overboard in terms of where they're going with our particular industry. So um, I'm, not, I'm not happy mm. about it, and neither are many of our members.
1: Do you have people coming in at 10 or 11 o'clock at night looking for a, a meal?
0: Well, specifically, if I was to talk about scholars, we're right beside the uh, the hospital. I've had um, workers coming in, finishing late shifts, obviously staying in the hotel, but many of them finishing work at nine. A lot of people in retail work nine to nine and come in for late meals from half mm. nine, ten o'clock onwards. We also have to remember that there is a rule as well with the two metres. As long as everybody is, um, if, if, if there's a group or party that are dining two metres from anybody else, there's no time restriction. So that can go on till half twelve, one o'clock in the morning, and that's where sales are important. And people are sitting down, They're in an environment where it's, it is a controlled environment, there's no doubt about that. We have all the precautions in place. It's really, it's, it's ridiculous in my view of this uh, curfew that's been imposed. It's an absolute disgrace, actually. It's, it's poor form on an industry that has behaved very, very well. And now, not only are they, are we lacking support after the July stimulus? they're putting more restrictions in place, which is, is um, making the industry even more unviable and risking more jobs. Uh,
1: but I'm sure you've heard the stories as well of uh, people showing receipts uh, for a bowl of chips and 19 pints of stout.
0: I've seen, I've seen various receipts, and somebody had taken a, a picture in our own venue, but if you have a group, a private party, there's all, we haven't been given... Um, specific table numbers either, remember, okay? So if we have 15 or 16 people in and they have a burger, chips, and a couple of extra sides of chips or whatever it may be, well then, so be it. They're the guidelines we've been given. And so long as we adhere to everything that we have to do in terms of keeping everybody safe, making sure people aren't going table to table or table hopping, and all of our staff are wearing the correct gear and everything else, well then, so be it. We need to get on with life. You know, like there's all of these... um, things going around on social media that are tarnishing the industry, Well, what should be really happening is an appreciation for what we've done so far, and many pubs and many restaurants and hotels have busted a gut to get people back employed, and that's what this has to be about as well. Do it safely, do everything we need to do, make sure we're doing it properly, but also get the economy back on track, and we have to look at all the other health issues involved with keeping places closed as well, like mental health and everything else that we've been
1: talking about for a long time and nobody seems to be listening. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. Uh, uh, there is uh, confusion. And I, I think, uh, as you say, Coletta expressed it uh, very well earlier, earlier on when uh, she was saying it, it seems amazing uh, that a meat factory where there's been an outbreak of the virus is open today in Tullamore, but the restaurants in that town have had to close and take away only is allowable in those three counties. But at the same time, you don't want to find yourself in the position that restaurants are in in Kildare, and Leach and Offaly.
0: Oh, absolutely. But I mean, putting the up. The they actually were looking for a half-ten time frame as well. They're asking everybody to leave a, a mass exodus on bars or pubs or uh, anybody doing food. At the same time, and then they are actually, as Colette said, we're pushing them onto house parties. These are the risks involved, and we're pushing them into uncontrolled environments. You show me a landlord at a house party that's able to keep control of all of his guests in the room. They're not going to be able to do that. We can do that. I've proven that we can do that so far. So they need to get them, they need to get the finger out here. I'm very obsessed, Michael, to be honest with you, and, and many of our members are, and many of the VFI members are as well. Mm. The government haven't put proper support in place either for any of these guys, you know. Mm. And the amount of tax that the the hospitality industry has paid to the exchequer in in over the last ten years or so has been huge. And we need to we need to, to get the support in place to keep businesses open. It's just it's so unfair.
1: Mm. I know, but it's uh, the balance, isn't it? Uh, And in terms of managing the virus, uh, Neth, seems to be saying uh, we're uh, looking at a a delicate balance at the moment. uh, And if we become too lenient, uh, you're going to just see the whole country go back into lockdown. uh, And it's damned if you do and damned if you don't to some degree.
0: Well, absolutely. But at the same time, I read through that document. I've read it about five or six times Mm. over. Direct provision centers Mm. Um, meat packing places yeah. um, any of the accommodation providers there's um, clusters in travelling communities in Roma communities yeah. there needs to be robust inspections going on in all of these places and stop targeting industries like hospitality like why aren't they looking at any other industry It's an absolute disgrace the way we're being treated. And they're not doing their due diligence and going into the other places when all the warning signs have been there, Michael. Mm. They've been in every other industry. We've told and told time again about what's been happening in these industries. Flights are coming in, 130 flights or something like that Mm. in one week coming into the country with no robust measures or testing going on. It's an absolute disgrace. It really is.
1: And of of course, a a lot of people will vote with their feet anyway. Are people happy going into restaurants, do you think?
0: People are very happy going into restaurants we've had and the, and the customers have been absolutely fantastic they've been very understanding and it's great to see so many so many um people coming in and they're they're, oh, they're also coming in with masks on now and asking what the precautions are the following guidelines they're using their heads and I think that what's also very important is is that the businesses adhere to the guidelines, and as Colette said there at the end, we focus on our staff, we make sure that we're washing our hands. We've the proper cough and sneeze etiquette in place. Mm. We're cleaning handles and doors and we have everybody trained as high as we possibly can mm. to make sure that there's no clusters within our industry. That's vital that we can continue doing what we're doing. And then we, we have at least we have a, a fair point and a fair standing ground in terms of going forward. And I hope that the next when the next conversation happens about reopening, all of hospitality is open. And countrywide where there are no outbreaks. That's what needs to help me get this economy going
1: again. Okay, Mark, thanks for joining us. As always, Mark McGowan, president of uh, the Restaurants Association of Ireland.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.